Hello and welcome to Affliction Sugarcoated, a podcast where we sugarcoat some of the world's so-called afflictions and rate their plausibility on a scale of 1 to 5. I'm Minnie Kim and today we will be sugarcoating the holier-than-thou attitude. Just a caveat before we start, I have like audibly a cold, actually the flu, and it's horrible but I still gotta put a podcast out by the end of each month, so excuse me if I sound a bit annoying, more than usual at least. Okay, so I remember when I first came across the phrase of holier-than-thou attitude. Um, It was a few years ago from the drama Suits. It still remains one of the best TV series by far, and I've watched a lot of TV shows, so you should definitely check it out if you haven't already. Very likely that you already did. And maybe Jessica said it, who is like, I mean, her position changes a lot, but she's one of the managing partners there. And all I remember is that it was in an exchange between Harvey and Jessica, and Harvey's kind of like the main character. I never really searched the word up, I mean, the phrase up after that, and I used it a lot because it got stuck in my head. And I could generally just guess what I meant just with some common sense and context like I always do with any words or phrases that I don't know. And sometimes it sticks. It only popped up in my head a while afterwards when I was thinking of what to write about this month. Now that I actually had the chance to search up the dictionary meaning per Google or rather Oxford languages, a holier-than-thou attitude is characterized as an attitude of moral superiority. I know that this phrase usually doesn't have a positive connotation, but this does seem to happen all the time. Religious authorities, teachers, parents, students, sometimes dogs, cats, even me and my friends. There are obviously some that come across as more plausible than others, But as I always like to say, in proportion to suits, and hence the theme of lawyers, where is the line if you keep making exceptions? So back to the topic. Another story that this makes me think of is my lesson on fallacies. Like, I'm sure you know what those are, like moral fallacy, red herring, all of those things. They're just generally logical fallacies. Now, I learned this a total of two times. Number one, in my debate class, in which it was very briefly covered without much nuance. And two, my Korean class, because as you can see very clearly from my Asian last name, I am Korean, in which we had multiple class periods to go over them and learn them in much greater depth. This attitude isn't quite a fallacy, but it does remind me of appeal to authority, tradition, moralistic fallacies, etc. Mainly because we believe what we want to believe, and that closely ties into what people tell us. I don't really think that I've met an actual person with an holier-than-thou attitude except for a few classmates that I don't really want to specify, but we've all got that one person. In fact, I'm sure that people in my class think that I'm that person. I do concede to some fact that I'm not the most humble, although I have my appropriate times to be so. The thing about it is, I don't think that I 
internally mind if someone was having that attitude like getting triggered isn't too bad as long as you're confident in your values and confident in your next step for gullible children perhaps including me that's a different story annoyance to an elder at least in my culture isn't really a thing or at least we don't show it so i guess if a teacher is teaching us something important or a lesson about our moral real way we must listen we don't use the term holier than thou although an argument could be made that the morals that they're teaching us are inherently denoting superiority it's only when our peers are arguing when someone is obnoxious or condescending which isn't new at all i'm only beginning to understand that and frankly i have no problem with it a lot of people say that the best way to win an argument is to just ignore it to slay by not giving the time of day saying this isn't even worse worth my time they also say pick your battles now this i've never quite grasped if someone's telling me that their moral values are superior over their ideas or their ideas are superior and when to me it's subjectively not i resort to arguing in the pursuit of consensus oftentimes things get a bit skewed and it merely becomes arguing no ulterior motive i do need to stop this i do need to take a step back and do indeed pick my battles because my ways are clearly not working out for a person with my experience age and social status as always i tried to search up a quote the only ones that came out were in relation to christianity or jesus or god or just religion for that matter to avoid any virtue signaling or cancel culture norms i'm going to not i'm not going to say any but i did manage to find one without any holy virtues it's by dion mt i'm like 100% sure that i'm pronouncing that wrong who wrote this in an excerpt i'm guessing not entirely sure it's quote unquote take care of your own garden before trying to prune your neighbor's tree this is just all to say that we need to take a look back rather than constantly trying to break through social conventions i'm not sure what to say when these situations come up all i know is that they said something and i have a chance to respond with the same reflected holier than thou attitude a similar but more calm attitude or just don't give the time of day when i finally begin to choose correctly that too i'm not sure of i'm sure however that almost everyone has been through a moment where they must be humble and they're not or a situation where they are to be confident but they're too humble both can be very annoying i've experienced it um i myself have done it but how else can we react when social norms are telling us then that you need to pick your battles at all times but rather you also need to be humble but you also need to step up and have confidence it's just really confusing to me when or how we should take those stances when or how we should admire those stances when we should respect boundaries when we shouldn't cross lines wherever those lines are in the spirit of talking about lawyers it's all 
confusing. When I revisited this term after a long, long time of forgetting about it, holier-than-thou attitude. It's being holier than you. But I'm not trying to be holier than you. I'm just trying to reach a consensus. I just want to have a spirited discussion on what is actually the right moral value, for example. What is the right thing? It could be something as petty as, I don't like vanilla ice cream. Not saying that I do, like... Like, I like chocolate more than vanilla. Someone else could say, no, I like vanilla more than chocolate. And I think that the main thing here is, my Korean teacher taught me this, and I think this is a very useful thing. Generally, there are very many types of debates. And in, like, actual debating, you're generally not allowed to choose a side, at least in, like, high school, you know, those kind of debates, APBP world schools, all of that. You're not allowed to choose a stance. Like, sometimes motions are a bit biased, but you choose, you you randomly have a side chosen for you. So oftentimes you'll have to fight for things that do not align with your moral values. Like, I don't know, to take a controversial topic, the LGBTQ community, like, all of those things. It just doesn't even have to be, like, school uniforms, to take a very, very basic example. And you'd have to fight for them like your life depends on it. (laughs) Oftentimes it'll get a bit ugly. But in that Korean debate, we were allowed to choose a side. I don't want to get into trouble with the internet, so I won't specify what the motion was, but I was opposition. And the important thing that she taught me or at least whatever book she get, got that from taught me, was that oftentimes in value debates, you will end the debate just knowing that there are people thinking differently from you. There are just, you're, you're not going to actually learn anything from that. You're not going to change your values. It's incredibly rare that someone would be such an amazing debater and convincer and persuader and the other person would have such an open mind that you would be able to change their set of values instantly in a debate. So the result and outcome of that debate is just likely going to be, okay, so there are other people with different value sets from me. Um, Whether you're cool with that or not, that's also an outcome of the debate. I oftentimes do not think I would be cool. Thankfully, I haven't, like, been unlucky enough to face those things yet because I've always had my sides chosen for me. So maybe when you're having just a little petty fight with someone else, do not expect to approach the debate as or like argument i'm using debate because everyone thinks arguments are debate when they're actually not but um yeah so when you're doing like a value value argument do not approach the debate in such a ferocious way in such a persuading way that you expect to magically change that person's values even though you use logic and even though maybe you even use emotions And even though you're the greatest debater on the world, people are inherently biased towards themselves. 
they often cannot have an open mind. That is why we're unable to convince people all the time. So do not expect to go and change that person's set of values or set of morals or set of ethics when you're in a value-value argument. That, I think, has helped me so much when we're just generally perusing with all of our arguments and we have to settle down and say, okay, this person has a different set of values than me. I'm not going to claw over that. I'm not going to just slap them in the face or anything. I just need to understand that and accept that and move on. And I think that is picking your battles. And that is accurately picking your battles. With that, I give the share coding of the holier-than-thou attitude a three. This podcast was written and produced by me, Minnie Kim. If you have any comments or reviews, please feel free to write any and all thoughts on your podcast reviews. If you would like to suggest an affliction for me to share code, please email me via afflictionsharecoded at gmail.com. I hope that for once, the podcast per se was thoughtful enough for me to not leave you with anything else to end it. Okay, have a good one.